Hello and welcome to the Biotalent podcast series. You're joined with myself, Lucy Neal, and my colleague and recruitment consultant, Michelle Mendez. This series focuses on life sciences, interviewing world-renowned experts, thinkers, and specialist speakers on a diverse range of topics. Topics will cover a variety of elements to do with life sciences, including medical, clinical, regulatory, R&D, quality, and tech ops. This is episode nine, and we're joined with Matthias Stigger. Over to you, Michelle. Thanks, Lucy. Hey everyone, welcome to my brand new episode where I'll be journeying with the brilliant Matthias Steger, Chief Executive Officer of Endogena Therapeutics. Matthias is passionate about solving one of medicine's most elusive problems, that of neurodegenerative diseases. As the name implies, neurodegenerative diseases are those diseases that affect the nervous system, such as Alzheimer's, and retinitis pigmentosa, where currently there are no cures. Matthias is charting new territories of research in this well-sought-after area using the endogenous stem cells that are constantly replenished within the human body. Along with fascinating developments within AI using machine learning, his team are working hard to find small molecule matches that will induce photoreceptor regeneration. We will be discussing about his exciting journey of raising 8 million in Series A financing and achieving FDA's orphan drug status, as well as his unique mindset of applying fresh new ideas to an age-old problem. We will be discussing what inspires a great leader like Matthias, the books that he reads, and his attitude towards regenerative medicine. So listen on and join in the discussion on our social channels. Hi, Matthias. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to learn more about what fuels your passion and how you're using this passion to change the world of neurodegenerative diseases. Hi, Lucelle. And uh, yeah, pleasure um, doing this podcast with you today. Very much looking forward to it. So regarding your first question about uh, the passion and, and, and drug discovery, I mean, first, I mean, I have been uh, in the industry for more than 20 years, you know, and I, I've worked as a chemist and I have, uh, I have led also business development um, opportunities and I have seen so many um, um, drugs fail and we have witnessed it in the past. So. I was really passionate of finding a, a different way, looking at it from a, with a with a fresh new pair of eyes, and what what opened me to look at this, and particularly for neurodegenerative diseases, is really um, the Japanese researcher Shinya Yamanaka, who discovered in uh, 2007 how to reprogram adult to pluripotent stem cells. Because of this, um, this opened a totally new way of, of mimicking disease in the dish and hence um, enables us to, uh, to discover drugs in a novel way. Because what, what you can do now is you can collect patient samples, reprogram to a pluripotent or embryonal state, and actually then um, um, looking in the dish how the disease unfold and then you can try of course to correct 
the unfolding or the misfolding of cells or um, organs tissues and hence um, and hence correct disease and the patterns what was for me very striking namely is that you know that what also is uh, an emerging uh, know-how of the stem cell research that has been done over the over the last decade is that uh, stem cell development in our bodies do not stop um, after the embryonal stage. It really continues uh, throughout life. And even in Alzheimer's disease patients, um, it has been demonstrated that neurogenesis or the generation of uh, new neuronal cells continues every day. It's just that it is not sufficient to keep up with the degeneration that also happens. And, um, and based on, on this know-how, um, we created endogenous therapeutics and the, the mission is embedded in our name. It's really to regulate our own endogenous cells to basically teach the body to heal itself and, uh, and counteract towards um, degeneration. That's fascinating. Um I'd love to learn more about that. So in terms of um, your company, Endogena Therapeutics, you've implemented stem cell biology in conjunction with artificial intelligence. What is so special about this methodology? Yes, because it's a, it's a totally novel drug discovery approach, you know, that goes away from the one target, one disease approach, but really our body is too complex for many diseases to go with this path. So we had to take a, another route, which is more complex, but the more complex the problem gets, the more help you need. And, and that's where I was so fascinated by the progress also of AI. So what what we are doing here is we are really looking at um, small molecular patterns that have an effect on the on the regulation of our own endogenous stem cells um, in specific processes such as proliferation, differentiation, but also survival of the cells. And, and hence we created um, a novel chemical space, if you like. So previously chemical spaces have been created for specific targets, such as kinases, ion channels, GPCRs, very um, specific uh, patterns of small molecules have been linked to their effect, agonistic or antagonistic, on these specific targets. What we did, we completely built a novel chemical space, like a new look at the world map, where we link small molecular patterns to their effect on uh, endogenous stem and progenitor cells, as I mentioned before, um, regulating those to, uh, with, the, with the goal to repair and regenerate organs and tissues. Many pharmaceutical companies, as well as novel biotechs, have been unsuccessful in the neurodegenerative space. What have been the key learnings from decades of frustrating results? And what is Endogena doing to lead neurodegenerative research into new uncharted ter territories? Yeah, it, it, it goes back to a little bit what I said before already, Lace, like that, of course, traditional pharma, which is a very scientific approach, so there's nothing wrong with that, that you link, try to identify a target that is biological target that is responsible for, for the disease and try to correct the disease through this one target. But for degenerative processes that also 
very much occur in aging and longevity. Our body, the system, is just too complex to imagine that with with one screw uh, correcting one screw, we can we can correct the whole the whole system. And so we really needed to look at this uh, in a in a different way. But of course, if you do that, then um, many many different approaches need to be questions and you that uh, it, it gets more complex but that's exactly what uh, what we are doing we look at it at endogena at the problem in a more holistic way um, on the looking at the disease at these underlying pathways where many targets may be involved so so this complex approach called for for a for a novel system that we implemented, a, a new drug discovery system. And basically for us, um, AI, you know, and machine learning, it's, it's a tool, you know, that we use to identify these molecules. But because it's a tool, what really, really is important is that the data set that is underlying or teaching um, the tool to, to generate um, um, these molecules and that's why I took a lot of time, you know, to study publications and patterns that um, have discovered some effects of small molecules on these uh, endogenous cells. And with that data set, we then started to identify patterns of small molecules to generate um, the desired effects. You've really done some thorough research and your passion certainly shines through. You've had an incredible journey so far, Matthias. The FDA has designated endogena orphan drug status, and you have recently completed a very successful Series A funding. Tell us about your journey. How did you receive support for your vision? Yeah, so I, I would be lying if I would say it was all, um, all wonderful and great. It's actually, again, I mean, if you do something that is breakthrough and this is really like, challenging the state of the art of drug discovery of a very traditional industry, very regulated industry, it's a very hard path to go, but also very rewarding, of course. And uh, and we began in, in August 2016 just with the concept that I outlined before, you know, and and with starting that, it's really like running an ultra marathon. It's a very long way until you until you get there where we are now. I think we we still did very well to complete um, this to to launch to go into the clinic within five years from a conceptual framework to a clinical candidate for a, a degenerative diseases where you where there are really no treatments available now which is in the eye for retinitis pigmentosa and and the key component along all this way i think is like that you need to know the science you really need to be very good in the science but at the same time you also need to have this modest approach that you're always a beginner because that's what we did you know we have to look at the fr uh, with fresh new eyes at the problem and question what has been done so far and and we have to we have to not assume that we know how things work but really let guide ourselves also by the experiments by the research that we are doing and but this again only works 
if you come with a prepared and open mind. Um, I was, I'm, I'm very thankful, of course, that I, I found uh, people that supported me. You know, we got support from a venture cap fund in San Francisco, maybe not coincidentally. I mean, Europe and Switzerland, it's much more difficult. And, uh, but then also, you know, I got other investors that supported me along this way, which was very nice. But most importantly, of course, it's all the people that I'm working with and that I'm so grateful at Endochina that we have all these, this dedicated mindset to science um, are very thorough, but at the same time always stay open-minded to our discoveries that make in the lab, because only this will, will bring us forward. I would love to speak to you about your beginner's approach concept. One of my favorite books is by Zen master Shunryu Suzuki, who says that in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. What can you tell me about the concept of beginner's approach and what influences you to adopt this type of thinking? Yeah, I, I, I have to say here that, um, of course, I'm a scientist, right? So I'm very much believing in, in the rational approach. And, uh, and I mean, you know, I, I believe I see what you're trying to say, you know, um, with uh, the Zen Masters books. But um, here it's really, it goes beyond that, I think, if you do science, because I, I would disagree if, you allow me to do with with the statement that in the experts mind there are few because it's all about the mindset of the experts mind you know so i think that is what is the the challenge and the difficulty um if you do science and drug discovery is that you really need to be an expert but at the same time um you need to have the the beginner's mindset so the expert knowledge is absolutely necessary um in order to make um, breakthrough discoveries because you we don't want to reinvent the wheel right so really uh, you need to have all the acquired knowledge and experience, you know, especially in drug discovery from so many fields, you know, from chemistry, biology, um, toxicity, regulatory, uh, uh, clinical um, setup and everything. But at the same time, you always have to be able to set yourself back, sit back and look at the whole problem with, with new eyes. I think that's very important to bring ourselves forward like we did at Endogenal with this, um, yeah, really uh, first in class endogenous regenerative medicine. That's the first in class of these molecules, of these drugs that uh, go into the clinic this year. So it's really the key is to abstract the knowledge and, and apply the beginner's mind. That's an inspiring way of looking at this. Um, what I can only say is um, something that so many individuals have battled with for so long. And, you know, it's really inspiring to see pioneers like yourself going into this field um, with this much enthusiasm and positivity uh, by approaching it with, as you said, you know, having uh, the expertise, but at the same time being humble enough to have a fresh new approach and fresh new pair of eyes to it. 
in, incredible. Um, what are you inspired by? Is it people or ideas? And what sort of books do you read? I'm, I am inspired by people in the sense of what they have achieved, you know, and, and I, ab I, I abstract that quite a bit, you know, so I'm, 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 of course, I read a lot of science papers, right, that by themselves are inspiring, but also, again, goes back to is just things that I need to know, you know, in order to perform and, and be creative. But on the other hand, if it comes to books, I, I, I shy away a little bit of reading um, um, books because I really like state-of-the-art uh, science papers. Um, but if it comes to books, and I think that's also the important thing to look at the, at, um, at the problem um, in a different way is to get your inspiration from somewhere else. So, I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, I tend to not read too many science books because I like to be influenced by ideas that come from different sources. If you could name your top two to three books that have shaped your thinking or helped you adopt a new perspective, what would they be and why? Yeah, so, so one goes back to when I did my PhD uh, in the UK, you know, that's 25 years ago. And that's when the first time the, the Harry Potter books came, uh, came out. And of course, I was in the UK. And so it was an even bigger thing at that time. Um, but that these books, they, they are for me, they are really very inspiring because it, 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 it opens the eyes to, to look at things in different ways. Of course, it's fantasy, but at the same time, you know, there are still very much, you know, psychological um, approaches in there that that can be translated re into real life, you know, and uh, and it's it's an it's a world that has not unfolded before. So that's why I I like that a lot. And again, transporting yourself in a different world also helps yourself then going back to uh, to the world we're living in and maybe look at it a little bit uh, in a different way and and try to to improve things that have been seen as given so far, you know, um, but actually that that can be improved and especially like going back to our very initial start of the discussion you know we banged our heads so many times to these degenerative diseases by always trying the same approach in the industry so something need to be changed and that's why for example i like terry potter books because they are they are so so different you know and and the world looks different there and i think that's inspiring and then another book i i like a lot is going more i i like to read a philosophy book and here i like a lot um Alain de Botton's um, um, The School of Life because um, it, it teaches you a lot about life and also looking at things, uh, at things a bit from a distance and uh, uh, but in a very analytical way at the same time. So uh, that's something that describes maybe best how I like to approach it as I I, as I explained before, looking at things in a very analytical mind, but at the same time questioning what I'm looking at and how I'm looking at. And this is very nicely described in the School of Life by Alain de Botton. Excellent. Uh, you, you know, a lot of what you've been saying is 
so inspiring to me because you are really challenging the way you are seeing the world you're questioning the world that you're living in uh, you're applying your expertise to deduce uh, and come up with interesting new ways of tackling problems because that is at the end of the day science right um so it's been an absolute pleasure matias thank you so much for an enriching and uplifting discussion um it's been an uh, it's been a real joy to have you on my podcast today thank you lucelle and my pleasure it was great talking to you thank you very much thanks again lucelle and matias for an inspiring discussion Biotalent Social is part of Biotalent. We are a life sciences recruitment consultancy based in London, Europe and the US. If you'd like to discuss all things life science related, visit our website on www.biotalent.com. We passionately believe that a diverse and inclusive workforce drives innovation, improves performance, enables creativity and has the ability to transform the world. Together, we can create a people-friendly planet and promote equality. But for now, stay safe and we'll see you soon.